0: Well, I'm going to do an episode on um, feeling a bit lost. If you hear creaking in the background, I've got a chair (laughs) and I'm on it and it creaks. Um, I'm getting a lot of people kind of just, I can tell by the energy, they don't even have to say anything, but they just feel so lost and, you know, they just don't know what's going on anymore and they don't feel connected and they don't feel, you know, like their friends are who they want to be friends with. And they feel tired in their energy, you know? And, um, yeah. It's a funny old time because, I mean, there's so much propaganda, seriously. I mean, if you look back in the old days, right, you've got gladiators. And everyone would, you know, pay for a ticket, go see the gladiators fighting, bit of blood and gore, woo, yeah, stab him! You know, things like that, right? And obviously we had to clean up our act because that was just weird and barbaric. But actually, it's uh, compartmentalised, so we're still having the Roman Coliseum to a degree. I mean, football is a great example of that, and social media is a great example of that. It's basically arenas full of kind of staged entertainment that focuses people so much that it really riles their attention and emotion. And there's a, an aspect of the human nature that kind of needs entertainment, well, we're, we're, actually, um, we're actually storytellers, so um, I think it's called The Hearst or something, it's, there's one, Hearst and Hearst, I think it's The Hearst, when you used to sit around it and tell stories, you know, um, Stephen Fry writes a great book on this, and, um, you know, if you look at the old scriptures, um, you know, the Bible, the Quran, it was all word of mouth, and it was almost a punishable effect, um, punishable, punishable uh, I can't remember. So my brain goes and then my mouth stops, so it's not a great look, but anyway. Um so it was punishable if you um you know translated it wrong or you added flamboyance or anything like that. It had to be word for word, right? So there's a way of passing around information. We've always done it, we always love talking, information, we're information freaks, you know. Always more more information, more information. Um And social media and the Roman Coliseum and football, rugby, um, even television shows, it's a way of gaining your attention and focusing on it. And um, it feeds into our need, our primal need for storylines and narratives. And of course, duh, it's up to you whether you want a positive one or a negative one. I mean, the news it's constantly negative like it is it is um but it just feeds into the storyline and and i think we wouldn't choose as people to sit in a room if someone was just telling us nasty stories and bitching and being horrible about people all the time day in and day out yet we kind of do because when we go on the internet and we watch the news it's the same thing but then we wouldn't physically buy a ticket for it so isn't that interesting so, you know, you have to be careful because these things can really, the propaganda, the, um, you know, the propaganda at its height actually was started in World War One or two by Hitler and his um, henchmen. They really, really focused and understood the uh, influence of propaganda. So it was rife and it hasn't really died down since then, to be honest. Um, so you have to be really, really careful because when you um, indulge, subscribe, and absorb because we're so storytelling. We actually feel it on a visceral level. So we're be told a story, and it can really excite us, and it can really play with our emotions. So that it it's the way that it lands with us. We're so absorbent and so porous to storytelling that you have to be really careful because if you're watching things that are very negative all the time, then you know obviously then you're going to feel negative, um, but you won't always put your finger on why. So I always say to people, like when someone says I've got depression or anxiety, I feel really hurt. There's two things that will come from because I really honestly don't feel that someone is on their baseline depressed. It will always be, um, be because of either someone or something that will drive that depression and anxiety and, you know, just feeling of lost. So I always say, look, look, whenever you feel a bit, oh, I feel a bit yucky or feel a bit depressed, just literally stop and say, well, hang on a minute, who's in my energy? Like, seriously, who's in my energy? Or, you know, what is in my energy? You know, if you're watching the news all the time and you feel a bit depressed and anxious, I'm not surprised, you know? And it's a bit, it's a bit like this, right? Your brain is a muscle. So if you think about it, if you, if you work out, so I do um, HIIT workouts and swimming and whatever, right? If I did hip workouts, I work a group of muscles. Um, I think I end up doing forty eight exercises, small ones in like a twenty eight minute period. Um, and I'm working those muscles. now it's it's a very short amount of time in which I'm flexing those muscles, but it will have if I do that every day, my body changes, you know and it for the for the better, because I'm doing small amounts of exercises. Continuously, and it works for the better. Now, it's the same with social media and the news. You only have to watch small amounts of this stuff every day, and it will change the direction and really flex out the negative part of your brain. So, if you think about when you're driving, or you know, operating a ship, I, I mean, I, I don't know why I said that because I think I like I like to have my finger on the pulse on who listens to this, and I don't remember hearing any sailors. But anyway, the um. You only have to move the steering wheel, you know, just a few millimetres to the left, and over time, you'll be heading in a completely different direction, completely different. So it's the same with thoughts, thought processes, things that you subscribe to. You know, if you had, for example, I think I read when I was studying nutrition, if you, were, if you end up cutting out one biscuit a day, I think one biscuit is 80 calories, if you, if you cut out one biscuit per day, over time, you will lose. I think a stone in, I think six months. You see, just by cutting out eight calories a day, something like that. But it's you know again, it, it's a pure indicator of something small, consistently over time, big result. You know, small equals big, and um, so just be really, really careful. So. People that I'm talking to at the moment, that I feel a bit lost, I feel a bit blah, 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 blah. That tells me as a reader that you are overwhelmed, right? And I have to ask why you're overwhelmed. Obviously, there will be a spiritual component to it that you're not grounded. Maybe you need to do a sound bath. Maybe you need to do yoga. And that will be good, but that's very much like putting a plaster on it, if I'm honest. We need to figure out and unpack where the behavior is that's leading to this feeling of lost, you know, this disconnection. There will be trauma attached to it, 100%. Because whenever there's trauma, there's a change in direction, you know. It's like, you know, like I say, driving. You know, you go down a pothole and you think, fuck, I'll go a different way. So you have a bad reaction, so you go the other way. So, you know, it's like being a happy kid at school, very carefree, don't really care, nonchalant, whatever, yeah, nice guy. And then you're being bullied, and then that, that bullying episode will put you on a completely different trajectory where you are less yourself you're making yourself small you're disconnected you know you're you're removing your identification so you're living a life then looking for validation you're living a life then of looking for um attention of signs that you're doing well and signs that you are a good person you know people pleasing you know but when you're not bullied and you're just doing whatever you want and you don't care your identification is still very much intact, right? You've got the encouragement around you. It's, it's really, really good, you know? And you'll be living a much more uh, life, of, you know, that's very fruitful. Um, so you won't, you'll be on the trajectory that's meant for you. So you won't feel the, the sadness, the underlining, shame and things like that. So it's really interesting when I hear people say, and I'm hearing it a lot at the moment, that I just feel so lost. And I just feel so unhappy and disconnected and I don't know why, I just don't feel myself. I have no motivation. Is it the vaccine? What do you think of the vaccine? Is it because I've had two years of COVID and we've been stuck inside? Am I having a midlife crisis? I mean, it could be a number of different things. But generally, as the way I read, I always find the the nugget of information and the core seed you know, I I try and discount things like vaccine and stuff like that, you know. Um, I mean, midlife crisis does exist in in definitely an energy, same as menopause. Um, What happens is, and it's very much like what I've been saying. So I read a book once that described the midlife crisis is basically you get to a point in your midlife age where you've definitely, you see this a lot in men, actually, you know, you get you know, they stop buying the sports car and they go off with a younger model and things like that, you know. And it's actually because what's happened is they've started a life on a trajectory that they didn't really want. And I've seen it a lot with men actually, definitely in the office environment when I work corporate. I see my colleagues, and definitely now I'm getting older, I'm seeing their trajectories kind of falling apart. So they would be getting engaged, they would have met someone getting engaged, getting married, and I, I wasn't really up for that crap, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've been asked to, you know, marry someone, but, well, two actually, and nah, we're cool. And, um, anyway, so, yeah, I'd see them get almost bamboozled by this idea of romance and soulmate stuff. And I used to watch it and think, yeah, I wonder where you're going to be in about 10 years time. Then I could see them doing all the tick box stuff. So they got the married. They got, married, they got the house, then they got the car, then they got the baby, then they got another baby, and then they went on holiday, then they went this, then they did that. And it starts to kind of dry up because they're competing with their friends and all of a sudden they haven't got the, the money that they can spend on things. And also that tick box system seems to be drying out. And what happens is they get to kind of midlife and then they realise, hang on a minute, I haven't lived my life and I haven't done what I wanted to do, I've just lived this family guy, this family woman kind of trajectory and I feel like I've missed out and midlife is a point where you're right bang in the middle of your life and you're like, right who am I, what am I going to do now for the next part of my life, do I want to be this person for the next half of my life and you know when people say no that's when they start getting sports cars and the younger models. Yeah, so it's like a teenage rebellion stage, but it's it's because they haven't been truthful, you know, through their, like, 20s, 30s, 40s. They haven't been honest and, you know, truthful. They've been caught up in this um, keeping up with the Jameses. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm just in the same position, so I just think, well, okay, well, your life, you know. But, yeah, it is quite interesting. But so, so to bring it back to you know, why you would feel so lost and so disconnected, it's gonna always come back down to identity. So there's either you've lost your identity recently, and quite honestly, that is completely normal, definitely in COVID times, because really, although we were stuck with ourselves for two years, um, you know, did we actually find ourselves? Did we actually, you know, was it a life of distraction or, you know, what happened? What happened for you in those two years, you know? But also, look back, go even further. When did you lose your identity? When did you lose your confidence? Were you in a marriage or were you in a relationship that shook you and did they treat you badly and did they use you so you, again, disconnected from yourself? I mean, it's quite remarkable that sometimes you're bullied as a youngster and then you go into these relationships where you're people pleasing and doing everything for them. This can be a cultural thing as well, you know, you're taught it. And then the marriage itself takes you away from you, and you're thinking, bloody hell. And then that ends, and you think, I can't get through the days. There's nothing left, you know? Like, it can be terrifying. It can be utterly terrifying to be in your 30s. And you think, bloody hell, I've just literally got nothing left. Like, uh, I'm literally scraping by with a fake smile and some fake clothes and just, like, trying to be... Successful, and I can barely get out of bed, and I'm tired all the time, and having afternoon naps. You know, don't give yourself a fucking hard time. Chill out. Take a breather. Take a breather. Find some inspiration. Surround yourself by really good people, and just get you back. You know, slowly. Do it. Some days will feel slow. Some days will feel fast. But just stay organic to yourself. You know, and you might you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know who I am. I don't, I don't know what I like. You do know what you like. You do, you just don't honor it. Right, so it's like, there's two things that exist in this world, only two things, ease and, and ease. So joy fits in ease. So all the other components fit in these two categories. So you've got joy, happiness, fucking laughter, you know, love at its best, romance at its best, that all fits in ease. You know, depression, disaster, chaos, Overthinking that all fits in unease. And so does dis-ease. All fits in unease, right? So you just you gotta find what feels easy, you know, and you think, God, that I can't believe how easy it is to be happy once I actually start realizing. So you know, like so I mean I'll tell you some of the quirky things I do actually that just feel easy, so you can see the simplicity of it. So basically I'm um, yeah, I can be on the phone all the time. And sometimes I think, oh, yeah, sometimes I can feel uneasy because of the amount of energy that I've been absorbing. So I sit down, I lie on the floor, put my legs up on the wall because I'm always swelling up. And, um, yeah, I think, oh, this feels nice. And then I think, oh, God, no, it really does feel nice. It feels really nice. And that's ease. Look how simple that was. I really like doing it, so I do it. Sometimes I don't even care if I'm at someone's house. I just go and do it. But it's like, it feels really nice, you know? And then I get a flower delivery thing, I, I send them myself. And um, every Wednesday, get downstairs, open the door, big box of flowers just for me. And then I bring them up, put them in the uh, jar. Now I am a bit OCD, so I have to make sure everything's clean and, and watered and cut and, you know, that it's a big faff, me doing all this, but anyway, uh, it brings me ease, I love it, I love sitting in my room when I can see like little petunias, you know, and uh, little roses and things like, yeah I love it, love it. And then, um, yeah a cup of tea, sit there with a cup of tea, ease. You see how simple it is and how these simple pleasures are just so nice to have, you know. So if you're feeling a bit lost and a bit exhausted and a bit like bloody oh, I don't even know my arse from my elbow to be honest. just try and find the most simplest of pleasures you know because if you enjoy something so the word en in latin means to enter to walk towards to walk in you know it's a forward movement so that's why I enjoy i'm walking into joy so we always try and find out little pockets throughout the day of things that i can enjoy so it's like um yeah i mean i like my cups of tea i'm not gonna lie and then I thought, well, how can I, how many cups of tea I might actually have it? Some days can be actually quite embarrassing how many I have. But anyway, it doesn't matter, my life. And then, um, yeah, I'll, I thought, how, how can I make this the most enjoyable moment? So then I'll buy, you know, expensive tea for a mason or whatever, or I get given it and stuff. And I sit there and I enjoy that little moment. And then you think, you think about things that you do every day, right? Shower, right? Go in the shower in the morning. And then a shower at night. And in the morning, you think, how can I make this like the most luxurious, amazing piece of joy? Well, get yourself a really expensive shower gel. And actually, if you do the maths, you know, and I covered this off before in a podcast. If you do the maths, I mean, I think I got one for like £30 at 500 mil. It lasted me four and a half months, you know, so it's, it's worth it. So you just look at your day and look at all the little habits that you do continuously and think, how can I how can I insert joy into this? You know, but I just want, I want you to chill and I want you to take the foot off your, off the gas and I, and I just want you to be okay with being okay. You know, I'm sick to death of seeing all this shit on Instagram and, and the TikTok that shows 15 year olds earning a million pound from these NFTs and just makes you feel so inadequate. And I'm like, Okay, well, first of all, I live in a really wealthy area in London, and I ain't seen no 15 or 18 year old or 19 year old with a massive Ferrari outside a massive house around here. So I don't know where these kids are getting it from. It, again, propaganda, whatever. But this, this is exactly what I mean. If you're spending your days on these things for long periods of time, it's going to make you start to feel really, really... It's junk, you know, it's like junk food, you get junk people, you get junk experiences on your phone, you get junk apps. You know? So yeah, try and get those little pockets and you think, right, well, how can I implement joy Do you know what as well? Sorry, I could keep flying off here. Um when I do my little hip workouts, when I was feeling really overwhelmed, it was such a struggle to do them and I knew it was a mental thing. And even doing like burpees, I was like, oh, you know, I thought my spine was made of lead. And then what I do in the morning now is I put a little bit of like, you know, Aberon or, you know, those sisters, I can't remember what they're they're called now, but it's like, um, it's raining men or something like, you know, really fun. And I put it on and I just like like box the air and I'm yeah yeah come on come on come on come on and I get myself physically in a really good mood yeah jump on the spot have a little dance yeah and then I roll my mat out and I'm ready to go and it just brings puts joy into it so if you're feeling lost feeling crap insert joy all right love you as always I always love you I love hearing from you and I hope you're alright I don't like I don't like tapping into energy and hearing people going through hard times. So this is why I'm here. Alright.